let me set the stage. The backpack, well, it's Columbia, and the suitcase, it's Toomey. I was walking to my gate. I'm at PDX International, um, and I'm just kind of meandering. Well, meandering is not a good way to put it. I don't even know if strolling is a good way to put it, because I was basically, as I was walking there, I was kind of using the accelerated ramps. And I think when you're using any of those kind of speeded walkways that you're not necessarily strolling, I was efficiently navigating the airport. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting close to my gate. And viewpoint-wise, about 10 p.m., uh, I don't know why I said p.m. but about 10 o'clock, I see a Henry's Tavern. And it, it, was, it was very odd, because right as I finished reading Tavern, my right hand goes into my right pocket, uh, securing my rose gold iPhone. Steadily, I bring it up. It's now eye level. My thumb, as I'm doing this, sliding up the side, makes contact with the power button. Quick jab in, 4.10 p.m. Okay. Boarding the flight at 4.40, but I'm section B. So I had about 35 to 40 minutes until I actually had to be at the gate to board the plane. And 35 to 40 minutes is more than enough time for a pint of course light. But let's talk strategically, everyone, because at this point I've committed. I'm going to go to this airport bar. Ideally, the course light hits me like a warm cup of milk hits a five-year-old before bed. I'm looking to knock out for 90 minutes on this flight. I'm looking to knock out for 90 minutes. Flight time is about two hours and 15 minutes. I had about 30 to 45 minutes of awake flight time. Five to 10 of those minutes, I'm kind of probably dozing in and out of consciousness. And, you know, 15 of those minutes, I'm securing my, you know, I'm securing that seatbelt and I'm making sure my seat is in an upright and locked position because we're bracing for landing. That would have been the ideal situation. But no, I, I go into this bar, and I and it's funny, I'm realizing this. It wasn't that packed, so I assumed a seat at the bar. And right as I sat down, I kind of started watching the game right in front of me. It was a meaningless bowl game, but I got my neck kind of kinked back. And, and right then and there, I knew if I do go to a bar, I never sit literally at the bar because I feel like there's a certain muscle memory one gets when they're constantly having to look up at the TV, just chin up, neck back. Angle-wise, it looks like 135 degrees, I would say. But no, I'm, I'm sitting at the bar to my right, a woman without a doubt subscribed to AARP. I'm not good at guessing age. I'm going to say 73, but she didn't move like she was 73. She kind of moved her bags away from me, giving me a little extra space. I appreciated that. But quite swiftly, I'm going to say that to my left, I'd say they were 21, 22 years old, screamed communication major, uh, typing some sort of paper, drinking a craft beer. That was my surroundings, and that's a, a that sounds like a pretty good airport surrounding. I get the course light; it comes to me. It was it's so interesting. It was sitting on they had this chilled almost like row where you could leave your beverage to keep it cold. I don't really know how effective it was. It was more of like a cool thing. I was playing with the ice for a little bit, but I, I was watching a football game. Like I said, you know, I kind of had to lean back to view the TV without hurting my neck. But it was UAB. And they were playing, oh my gosh, I believe it was Northern Illinois in the Boca Raton Bowl. There was some company jammed in there. I don't remember it. I, I you know, I could, I want to do a podcast on the bowl game because they, they frustrate me. But no, I'm, I'm watching the game and they had the team name and the record in like on the scoreboard. And then they had the mascot of the team on there as well on this kind of panel right below the game, giving, you know, the clock time, the quarter, the down. And the Northern Illinois team, it looked like a dog. It was probably a wolf. I don't think it was a dog, but it looked like a wolf. But then the uh, UAB had what seemed to be a dragon breathing fire. And I'm not as much paying attention to the game anymore, but I'm looking at this dragon. I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I think 
that is the most mythical mascot I've ever seen in professional sports. I, is there anything better? Like the, okay, the Washington Wizards, I suppose, the Orlando Magic, I get that. But I'm going to say it. I think in terms of professional sports, and I'm speaking mainly in the United States, there is a lack of creativity. I feel like a lot of owners and investors, when you're putting your money down, maybe they don't read the contract. They just assume there's some sort of template they have to go by. It's a word bank, and you either choose from the Wolves, the Bears, um, the Hawks. It's, it's basically any animal that is, for the most part, a predator, except the dolphins. And I applaud them for that maybe tie something into their city, which I can get. I can understand that. Pittsburgh Steelers, that's, that is about, they have something with steel. The, the Green Bay Packers, I don't, I don't know what a Packer is. I'm assuming something to do with cheese. The Sacramento Kings, I like that. That has nothing to do with Sacramento, a king. And the mascot's a lion. That confuses me. I'm into that. But look, the Portland Trailblazers, Lewis and Clark, like we get it. I understand it. There's a lot of hiking that goes on. There's a gorge. It's gorgeous. I didn't mean to do that twice there. It, it's fantastic. But at the same time, it's just kind of soft. I'm going to be honest. Unless there's a meaning behind Trailblazer, I don't understand. Are we, are we paving a new path for you know, types of basketball play? Because we're not. Pretty generic. And I love them. I love Damian Lillard. my favorite player. But he's not the only one who pulls up from 26 feet. There's like 50 other people in the NBA that do that. Am I, I hope I'm, I, you know what? I kind of hope I'm stepping on toes. Maybe I'm awakening a beast, but let, let, let's actually, let's just drill down the biggest culprit of this. Uh, any soccer team, and I'm, let's just focus on the MLS. I feel like, you know, as the league is growing and we're sort of getting more attention, I think, I, I saw some numbers, I believe we are. You don't have to name a team you know, after the city and then United. We, we don't need to use the word United. I don't know if people know that, but apparently uh, any new team or any MLS team, uh, you're just going to say, you know, we are, let's just say, for example, New Jersey wants to make a team, uh, New Jersey United. You don't have to do that. Quite frankly, I'm starting to question the validity of the word United, especially when you are literally a Google search away from 50 synonyms of United. And tell me this, what grabs better headlines, New Jersey United or New Jersey Connected? What, what, what does a better headline? Um, the CEO, the COO, and the head coach with hard hats and a photo of them breaking ground on the new stadium with like a shovel. Put that in the New York Times. Let's get that out there. Or new MLS team, New Jersey. And then in kind of the, in, when you do an Instagram story and you have the strong font connected and you'll do a white base color of connected, then you, you copy it and then you paste the, the word connected again. And maybe you hit it with an orange. So it looks 3d. Tell me what is going to do better numbers than that. And honestly, hold on. Um, there's a lot of usage FC for some reason. I struggle to believe that every MLS team calls it football. I, I have not, I've been to a lot of Timbers games. I've never heard the word football thrown around, except when they're doing the PTFC. But no one literally says football. They say soccer. Are we using FC for some sort of SEO tactic? And if so, well done. But I'm on to you, and it's corny. Search engine optimization, at this point, we're a soccer club. And analytics that plays a part for sure. But in terms of the name, I mean, this is what's going to be on that trophy when you win it. Do you want to be the 1,000th club with an FC at the end or not? 
Ask yourselves that. Everyone, here's my thing. I get it. You know, there's people to please. There's people who are backing you with money and they might have a thing for the word united. They might need to see FC. Maybe the marketing department is pushing that really hard. But if this podcast reaches anyone, I know Portland's going for a baseball team. Let's get creative. Russell, Sierra, I trust you. Please, something new.